There's something new on Air Sale every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshita, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Partially Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Braille Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you tips and information to help you to cope while living with low vision. Tips and Suggestions When Searching for a Second Opinion One of the most important things to do after you have been diagnosed with low vision is to seek a second opinion. The importance of a second opinion is vital. There are many doctors who specialize in specific types of eye conditions and they have extensive training that may often improve your vision. The first thing is to understand the differences between the different types of eye doctors. First of all, the primary eye care professional in the United States are optometrists. Optometrists are doctors who attend undergraduate for four years. They then go on to attend optometry school for four years, and some of them will then go on to perform a residency. Now, optometrists are not licensed to perform surgery, and they generally are there to diagnose different eye conditions, and they will very often refer you to an ophthalmologist when they detect that particular type of eye condition. On the other hand, ophthalmologists are doctors who attend four years of undergraduate, four years of medical school, and then they will then attend a residency program in ophthalmology. During the residency program, they study how to diagnose eye conditions, treat it with medications, and the majority of the time is really spent there learning how to perform surgery. Now, there are some ophthalmologists who have gone on to seek additional training. This additional training is called a fellowship. An ophthalmologist who has completed a residency may then go on and do a fellowship in the area of glaucoma or vitreal retinal diseases and specialize in macular degeneration. Or another might specialize in optic nerve conditions. So the first thing you want to do when seeking for a doctor who could perform that second opinion for you is to find a doctor who has fellowship training. You want an ophthalmologist who has completed a fellowship and specializes in that particular condition that you have been diagnosed with. So if you have glaucoma, you want an ophthalmologist who has performed a fellowship in glaucoma. If you have macular degeneration, which is a retinal condition, you want an ophthalmologist who has performed a fellowship in retina with an emphasis on macular degeneration. Number two, one of the best ways to find a referral for this ophthalmologist who has a specialized training is to ask some of the other doctors in town. You might ask the doctor who has diagnosed you and simply ask him, if this was for your mother, who would you recommend? I don't mind traveling far if I need to, but I'd like to know who do you think would be the best to help me. That is really one of the best ways to get a good referral. Another way is to simply ask people in your neighborhood. If you know of other people who have the same eye condition, ask them how pleased that they are. Number three, you could also go to different types of websites. There's different low vision agencies that could also provide you with assistance. For example, you might go to the American Academy of Optometry's website at www.aaopt.org. That's www.aaopt.org. And there they have a directory that can direct you to low vision specialists. 
Usually, the low vision optometrists know who are some of the best ophthalmologists in the community. Similarly, you could also go to other websites such as www.lighthouse.org and www.spectrios.org. They also do have directories that can refer you to low vision specialists who can then direct you to a、uh, ophthalmologist who is a specialist in your particular condition. Number three, after you have received a couple of names, go ahead and do an interview. Call the office and ask to speak to the doctor. If you are able to speak to the doctor, that really shows you what type of practice that this is. Many offices will never let you speak to a doctor. But if it is a doctor who does come to the phone and answers your question, this is really very, very promising. Number four, gather all of your old records. The records that you have from the doctor who diagnosed your condition could be very helpful. There might be tests that are called visual fields. There might be a fluorescein angiogram. There might be photographs. All of those things are very helpful to gather beforehand. What you might then do is, if you do get a chance to speak to the ophthalmologist on the phone, ask him or her if it would be okay that you mailed in these photos beforehand. Many times, a doctor will look at these photographs beforehand, call you back, and then make a recommendation for you at that time. This is one way that you could save some different types of time and also money. Number five. When you go to the appointment, you want to be prepared. Again, bring somebody with you. Be prepared to be there for many hours. Many times these tests take quite a while. They have to put eye drops in, and it takes maybe three to four hours that you'll be there. Bring your medications. If you take different medications, bring them with you so the doctor could take a look at what medications you're taking. Very often, medications can affect your vision as well. Bring the medication just in the event that you need to take your medication, and also bring some type of a snack. You might bring a piece of fruit or a bottle of water, just something so that you don't lose your energy as you're going through that particular process. Number six, bring a tape recorder. When the doctor is giving you the recommendations and the findings that he or she believes after doing the examination, it's always a good idea to tape a tape recorder. These tape recorders will allow you to listen to things at the end when you go back home. And you could also go ahead and share it with other friends or family members, or your physician who might have other questions. Number seven, remember to bring a list of questions that you have. As we stated in our previous podcast, by bringing a list, you could simply give the list of the questions that you have prepared at home. This way, you won't forget any of the types of questions that you wanted to ask the doctor, and you could be very specific. The doctor will very often just jot down these answers for you. And you could refer back to them at a later date. Number eight. Remember, after you have seen this doctor, you want to ask the doctor when you should be seen again. It's very important to know when to return to see your eye doctor. The reason is that many people who have been diagnosed with an eye condition that there is no cure, they often think that there's no reason for me to ever go back. Well, you really do need to be seen by the ophthalmologist because there is the risk that it could even get worse. So you want to do everything that you can to preserve your vision. So remember, it's very, very important that you have a second opinion by a ophthalmologist who has performed a residency and a fellowship in the area of condition that you have been diagnosed with. 
It doesn't matter if this doctor is in a private practice or at a huge university. In some cases, you might go to a very large eye institute and you might be examined by some of the student doctors. You want to make certain that you're actually going to be examined by the doctor that you have found. By doing these steps, you will have made certain that you have done virtually everything possible to attempt to receive the best medical care to try to improve your vision. For Ayers LA, this is Dr. Bill Takeshta. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print-impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited.